Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. I understand you're feeling a little worse for wear. Don't know what you mean. Couldn't be better than ever. Couldn't be better? Yeah. I don't believe you. Ah, <laughs> oh, If it makes you feel any better, I spent some of this morning adding up the prices of all the sort of unnecessary tech and other forms of entertainment that I don't actually need. Oh, no. And trying to work out how much you... Budgeting. Right, and, yeah. And it was a distressing experience, yeah. quite frankly. I mean, I'm thinking... New phone, potentially. I'm thinking maybe new watch. There's a Zelda game out next week. This is a recipe for a oh, bank balance yeah. disaster. That Zelda game is out next week. That Zelda game is out next oh, week, God. Josh, as of recording. Does, does that not included in that weird Nintendo Switch Online free game thing? Oh, yeah. You can do a... Um, they sell those vouchers yeah. where you can basically save about 20 quid on two full price games if you yeah. buy the vouchers ahead of time yes so I guess that might make sense because there's also that Pokemon game coming out in like a month and a Hell half yeah. or something like that uh, yeah this is what the listeners tune in for our <laughs> Nintendo Switch buyers guides yeah. Legend of Zelda something is out next week I can't remember what it's called uh, it just looks cute and it's Zelda so yes A Link to the Past is it something like that maybe maybe A Link to the Something it's a remake, right? Uh, Lincoln Logs. I think Link, that's what it's called. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. A Link uh, to the Park. Something like that, I think. But anyway, let's maybe talk about theme parks. Although we do have that uh, that new series to replace our film park film review series, which is uh, might be video game related. Josh, I don't know how much we're, I don't know how much we're contractually allowed to say at this point. It's still in the planning stages, yeah. but Keep it hush hush. Get hype. That's all I can say. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> back to a somewhat standard procedure this week. It's a news episode. There's quite a lot to get through, but but you know what's becoming a real habit here, Josh? Uh, what? Oh. Emails. 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 Play the jingle. <laughs> yes, we've got emails this week. In fact, we've got two emails, which is unprecedented, genuinely, so I'm yep. going to play the jingle again. Yes, Josh, you are on email duty, yes, as always. as always. What have we got this week? Yeah, as you said, two emails, one longer than the other, so I'll go with the shorter one first. Okay. Um, brilliantly uh, subject-lined with Jingle the Money Maker. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've made no money from this jingle so oh. far. It's uh, only made a dent in my bank balance. <laughs> uh, this one comes in from Blake. Um, Hello, Blake. Hello, chaps. Couldn't help but Is get it Blake on the... Lively? It's not. Damn it. Yeah. Couldn't help but get on the email train and keep that jingle making the money. Fortunately, it's the other way around. But... Mm. Yeah. Uh, keep up the good work. Love listening to the show. Same. Big fan of Orlando, uh, Disney Universe, and all that good stuff. It's always good to keep up to date. With what's going on, and you both make me laugh out loud. Uh, <laughs> at least once a show, only once though. Don't want the fame going to your heads. No, that's a that's that's a very good point. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want the fame going to my head either. It's it's big enough as it is, frankly. Uh, yeah. Cheers, guys. Great. Thanks, Bye. Blake. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. Uh, yeah. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, short and sweet. Yeah. But thanks for the feedback. Always appreciated. Uh, the other one comes in from Ben, who has already emailed the podcast before. 
Oh, you, you sound disappointed. As no. if you've, he's already had his quota. Yeah. What's he doing? He Get out to, of here! Stop sending! <laughs> stop sending us emails! No, please don't. No, uh, I, I was like a good email from Ben. Same. Uh, this is only the second one, but true. But yeah. the first email was excellent. Yes. it was uh, about the Donkey Kong plans yes. for uh, Epic Universe. <laughs> I always almost say the wrong name for that. I have yeah. to stop and think. Wait, what is it called again? Fantastic Worlds. Fantastic Worlds. Fantastic Universe. Epic Worlds is what I often end up saying by mistake. Epic Worlds like sounds a, a, better. It's I think. like a, a combination of the rumor and the reality. Yeah. I think Epic Worlds is better than Epic Universe. Yeah. Universal's maybe. Epic Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the Universal's part that just doesn't jive with then saying Universe again. It yeah. just sounds really awkward. Yeah. It would like it would be like Disney calling Disneyland Disney's Disneyland. You don't need to do it. You, know, you can put Disney's before all the other ones because Disney isn't in the actual name of the park. Otherwise, it's you know Disney's yeah. Magic Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Fine, but yeah, Universal's Epic Universe. Just it's weird. I don't think I'm going to get used to it. I mean, I, I'm sure I will, but it it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's true. Unlike this email, which which absolutely will. Yes. Uh, uh, go for it, Josh. So this is uh, titled Animal Kingdom slash Magic Kingdom follow-up. Okay. Oh, yes. We did our trip reports from those parks. Yeah. Pretty recently here. So, hey, Tom and Josh. Hello. Hello. A lot of episodes recently, and I'm slowly catching up. Uh, just about to get to the Galaxy's Edge one, which I'm looking forward to as he's visiting in March. Ah. Yeah. I had a few bits of follow-up based on your Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom trip reports. Don't need to read all or any of these out, but I thought you may find them interesting. Well, I did find them interesting, and I will read them out. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yeah. Is it is it really long? Do we have to take an interval, like a break? Maybe it's not really play long. the jingle again halfway through, something like that. Well, like this jingle. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> So, Animal Kingdom, uh, you mentioned the financial problems they had building the park and the Beastie Kingdom was abandoned. Mm. We did. Uh, although the dragon is still shown on the park benches, the only place the old logo is still used, I think. He thinks. Okay. Um, but they did have something to replace it. Camp Mini Mickey. Ah. Uh, this sits where Pandora is now and was designed to be as low cost as possible. It was essentially some outhouses where you could meet Minnie and Mickey. Yeah. In safari outfits. But it's also where the Lion King show used to be. Uh, the budget trick here was to use the old parade floats from when the Lion King film came out, which is why the animatronic characters sit in the corners of the show even now. Small detail, that show is nothing like the actual the Lion King Broadway show, but both are good. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I, 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 did, I think I might have said that uh, I thought it was kind of an abridged version of the Broadway show, but clearly not the case. Um, I have met Minnie and Mickey in Camp Minnie and Mickey, come to think of it. Not that long ago, in fact. I have definitely done it when I was younger, but I've also done it within the last five or six years, I would say. Okay. Uh, Minnie was into me. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Get mm. to the back of the line, love. <laughs> it's not wow. a very long line. You won't have to wait long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, he goes on. Uh, you talked about the pipes and dinosaur being related to the McDonald's sponsorship, but they didn't just sponsor that ride. They sponsored the entirety of Dinoland USA. Oh, okay. Uh, Restaurantosaurus was originally a McDonald's, and the Trillo Bits yes. food kiosk used to only sell chicken nuggets and fries. Yes, it did used to be a McDonald's. 
That is true. Yeah. That is that is a that was a little bit of knowledge that I didn't have. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that. I wonder. I mean, Disney obviously have now got Starbucks's like you know yeah. just blatant Starbucks's spread throughout. Yeah. The park. I wonder if they'll ever start doing deals with other uh, sort of dining outlets again. Yeah, I mean, they, if they if they want to get cheap, famously had a contract with Coca Cola for decades. Mm. Um, obviously, with all their beverages. So yeah, maybe uh, the sponsorship also extended to Epcot, where the small kiosk at the entrance to World Showcase also did McDonald's nuggets and fries. The sponsorship wasn't renewed when it ended in two thousand and eight. Um, he sent through a couple of pictures, um, one of which is an Animal Kingdom McDonald's Happy Meal box. Oh, that looks cool! Yeah. Do they come with um, unique Happy Meal toys, sort of park-specific? Oh, I'm not sure about oh, that. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe Ben can let us know yeah. next week. I'd be, I mean, I could always just Google it myself. But, you know, I want to win, encourage listener interaction, Josh. If I don't have to do it, <laughs> the listeners could do it for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If only we'd been doing this podcast when we were at school, we could have got listeners to do our homework and oh, stuff. Oh, the dream. It would have been perfect. Uh, anyway, thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Ben. And uh, thanks, Not Blake Lively, for the emails this week. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do so. It's podcast at parkrush.com. Absolutely. Uh, but now we're going to dive into the news, Josh. Ooh. And we've got some pretty exciting stuff, I would say. Um, we're going to start with Disneyland Paris, which is close to our heart, because I think that's kind of where the idea for Parkrush was born. Yes. In the uh, the bar at Le Ranch de Davy Crockett. Yeah. Which was a very nice little cabin, actually, to have a have well, a drink at the end of a very long day at the parks. I was doing um, uh, star jumps and almost hit the barman in the face. Who was? I was. Were you? I was doing heads up. Da- oh, yeah, yeah, we were playing heads up. Like, it was 2012. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember people at another table kind of looking over at us. Thinking, what, what are they doing? Yeah. And then I don't know if they recognised the game and there thought, was, have these people just stepped out of six years ago? There was two tables with people on, and we, we were one of them. That's true. It wasn't exactly Rand. No. There was football on, wasn't there? There was... Yeah. France were playing somebody in yes. something. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a... Euro friendly or something. I don't know. Anyway, nice bar. Recommend it. I also don't remember it being that ridiculously priced for you know beer at Disney. You would kind of assume would be all right. Why do I take a mortgage out? But it wasn't actually that terrible. From what I can remember, it's like mega expensive at Disney World. Yes, right. Uh, It doesn't surprise me. Can you even get booze in the parks at Disney? Uh, yeah. Can you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. Fair enough. Um, but yes, Disneyland Paris. So we've got some some relatively short-term news and then also some longer-term news, which we kind of already knew about, but they've uh, sort of brought back to prominence as part of the shorter-term news. So the shorter-term news is that they've announced a festival lineup oui, oui. for sort of the next year or so, which is pretty exciting. Uh They've got their Halloween festival coming up very soon. They've got their Christmas festival coming up very soon. So that's to be expected. So it's more about the stuff that's coming in 2020. Some of it's returning stuff. Some of it, I believe, is completely new. So I guess we'll jump in first with Legends of the Force, a celebration of Star Wars, which I think they've done before, if I'm not mistaken. So people who have seen it will, will know what it's all about. I'm pretty sure they... They timed it last time to when they rethemed the Space Mountain ride to Hyperspace Mountain. I think the retheme of that took right, place yep. during one of these Legends of the Force Makes sense. festivals. But 
I think the significance for me anyway about them touching on the Star Wars Festival was that they also then reinforced that they are planning to bring Star Wars to the park in a bigger way. Because at the moment, the only Star Wars presence at Disneyland Paris is Star Tours, correct? Which is actually at Disneyland. It's at the Disneyland Park, right? Which is quite unusual. It's not where you would think it is. It's kind of off to the side of Tomorrowland. It's a bit like shoved in the back a little bit yeah it does and you can meet Darth Vader there as well I think yeah that whole Tomorrowland area is maybe even more of a bit of a hodgepodge than the Magic Kingdom one actually I think it looks better yeah I think so the styling is I like the Jules Verne aesthetic that it's got going on but it is a little bit of a mishmash you've got obviously Buzz Lightyear and you've got Star Tours you've got High Speed Space Mountain now as well obviously so it's it's very it's very branded um Maybe, yeah, even more so than the one at Magic Kingdom. And people haven't loved how that's become more sort of IP-driven over the years. But it doesn't sound like, in terms of the the Star Wars land that's coming to the studios in Paris, uh, it's not going to be on the same scale as what's coming to, or what has come to, Walt Disney World and Disneyland California. It's going to be something a little smaller scale. Uh, Bob Chapek has all but ruled out building Galaxy's Edge at any of Disney's international parks, so it kind of remains to be seen exactly what form it will take in Paris. But what do you think? Because they've obviously got... I mean, that Studios Park is kind of a... It's almost like a greatest hits of the international, or sort of the US parks in a way. They're sort of smaller scale versions of stuff that you see at at some of those US parks. They've got their Pixar bit, they're going to have their Marvel bit... um, and it sounds like they're going to add a Star Wars bit, but obviously a sort of dressed down version. Do you think it'll be like a land or just a ride in and of itself? I think it'll be a lot of stuff is they're going a lot more themed. I think mm. like so it won't just be a ride anymore. It just it, I think they'll have to put in more than just a ride. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think it really works. Um, if he's going to do that, you'd maybe put that in Tomorrowland with some of the other. Yeah, with Hyperspace Mountain and Star yeah. Tours. If you're going to put it into the studios, then you'd have to put in other stuff. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't see them building a uh, original ride. I, I would have to assume that they bring over one of the uh, either Rise of the Resistance or Smuggler's Run. And based on what we know about the two of them, Smuggler's Run seems like by far the more likely yeah. contender. But I don't actually know how central Batu itself is to the setup of Smuggler's Run. I imagine it kind of is. I, I think that ride probably starts with you departing Batu because yes. obviously the Falcon yeah. is, is docked there. So that would maybe suggest that they, they would just build maybe a smaller scale version of Batu at Paris. I don't really know yeah, exactly the, what they might do unless they change the film on the ride. There has been rumours that they won't be building Batu anywhere else, like because it's not linked to any of the films. Mm. So people are having a slightly harder time relating to it, right? Um, whereas if it was like Tatooine or Hoth or Coruscant, people would relate to it better. Yeah, um, I guess Star Wars, like when you look at the box office takings for the Star Wars films, they are quite heavily skewed towards domestic. Yeah, which is why, as well as Force Awakens, especially did it hasn't managed to break into that sort of top two three four of all time because the the international gross isn't quite matching what like avatar and 
more recently Avengers have done. So yeah, maybe if they wanted to uh, have a, a, a bigger presence for Star Wars at an international park, then yeah, maybe you're right. It would make more sense to touch more on stuff you've seen in the movies yeah. rather than something that rely something that is you know a bit expanded universe, which I know is technically not a thing anymore. But I guess Disney are slowly building their own yes. expanded universe yeah, yeah, yeah. of Star Wars stuff, but. Uh, not not wanting to uh, go back to Nintendo Switch stuff. But speaking of expanded universe, did you see those old Star Wars games that are coming to the Switch? The yes. old Jedi Knight games. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, that's like really strange. Yeah, considering that Disney have you know one of the first things they did when they bought Lucas was, yeah, all this expanded universe stuff. It's not canon anymore. It's it's you know whatever. Yeah, it seems odd to me to want to draw attention to some of the most beloved like expanded universe stuff. That was made. I wonder who even is responsible for that. Like those games coming to Switch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know where those rights would be tied up. It's kind of strange, but anyway. I guess they were made by. Uh, I know. Oh, they're not made by Lucas. No, they would have been published, I assume, by Lucas. But I, I want to say Jedi Academy, which I had and I loved it. I had it on PC. I think that was. Um, uh, Raven Software, who are now oh, okay. like a Call of Duty support studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, weird wow. history to those yeah. games in terms of who was responsible. And I don't exactly know who, as I say, is putting them out on Switch. But anyway, that's Star Wars in Paris, potentially. It is coming. It just depends on what scale, I guess. But the other stuff is maybe more interesting. So going back to what they've got planned festival-wise, they're also bringing back their Marvel celebration, which was going on when we were in Paris. Sure was. Iron Man, which is what they're retheming Rock and Roller Coaster to here. Mm. Rock and Roller Coaster has recently shut. Rock and Roller Coaster Avec Iron Man. Avec Iron Man, yes. Um, that's due to open in 2020. So I don't know if we can take the timing of the festival... You know, it would make sense from a marketing perspective in a, and building excitement among guests, you would think, mm. to maybe time the opening of that ride to the Marvel Festival that they've got going on. When is the Marvel Festival coming again? Sorry. It's uh, March through June, which is yeah. pretty soon, really. Yeah. I mean, that, June 7th, that's my birthday. I don't know how long they're expecting to take over the. Rock and Roller Coaster Iron Man. Well, I mean, obviously, it's, it's just it's, a re-theme, so it's not... Yeah, it's kind of interesting because the rest of the land is coming in 2021. Yeah, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. So you're going to have this sort of standalone Iron Man thing. In the middle of a construction site. In the middle of a construction site, yeah. Because it's right at the back of that area. Yeah, so, which, like, when we Armageddon were Armageddon is being replaced. yeah. Armageddon was on the right as you were yeah. walking towards it. Yeah. So Armageddon won't be open. That will be under construction. Yeah. Light, light motor action was yeah, there. That's, the stunt show. That's becoming an Avengers thing. Yeah. That's shut down. And the restaurant on the left is becoming a Marvel restaurant as well. Hmm. So. Yeah, so it will be a bit strange over there. Yeah. It's quite an unusual move to to have a staggered opening. I mean, I know... They're doing it to an extent at Galaxy's Edge, but this would be like them doing it the other way around. Like, oh, Rise of the Resistance is ready. We're going to open that, but the rest of Batu yeah. is not. Yeah, it's kind of is that's it's kind of the approach they're taking with this, which is a bit strange. Dusty floors and scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird, but yeah, I think we've spoken about what they could do with Iron Man before. 
stick some ACDC on it, yeah. have some Tony Stark VO, jobs are good. Yeah, it, done. It probably won't take that long. I mean, because it's dark in there. There's not a lot of theming. It's just like signs, right? So Pretty much, yeah. I don't know if they'll maybe do something. I don't know what the setup will be. Like, Is it a test flight or is it maybe... Yeah. Maybe they'll do it a bit like Hyperspace Mountain and have sort of projections in there that might imply Iron Man is in some sort of battle. I, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, not the longest ride in the world. It's not as long as Hyperspace no, Mountain. It's very quick. I mean, the speed you're going is... Yeah. So I think, it, I think it will probably be, you know, slap some music on it and, and maybe there, not there, more There'll be than that. something going on at the launch, like Tony Stark talking to you during the launch, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's fun to be had in the queue. I would imagine. Do you think they get? Do you think it's a Robert Downey Jr. Uh, performance, wow. or do you think it's just you know generic Iron Man from um, a cartoon or whatever? Yeah, Which I don't know. at this point, because all find the Iron Man character, yeah. all the incarnations of Iron Man are heavily based on the Robert Downey version. Because obviously, if it's because the the theming I find is going to be heavily MCU based, mm. but obviously spoilers, Tony Stark's dead. He certainly is, and Spider Man is has been booted. Yeah. So. So what's what's up with that? I, I don't really know. I mean, when we were there and they were having their Marvel festival, yeah. which was just a sort of stage performance, yeah, and stuff. All the characters, or the vast majority of the characters, were in their sort of MCU garb, and they also had those big Marvel statues on those plinths, and those yeah. were all very clearly sort of MCU yeah. based as well. I don't know if that's just a, a byproduct of the fact that for a lot of these characters now, the MCU versions are the most recognisable, because not you know mainstream audiences were not really familiar with Thor and Doctor Strange a great deal, yeah. and Black Panther until they appeared in films. Whereas maybe with someone like Spider Man, I mean he's one of the most recognisable yeah, iconic think... superheroes going, so you don't necessarily yeah. need him to be the Tom Holland version. Other than Spider Man, I think. Most the majority of people didn't really know any of these superheroes in. in no, the MCU. I think pre MCU, you go through the most iconic, recognizable, beloved Marvel characters. It's probably Spider Man, X Men, Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah. I'm me talking purely from my own personal but experience. The X Men, Fantastic Four, uh, came from the TV, like the films, and the, I guess the. TV shows. Yeah, I mean, that, historically, they're some of the most, you know, they're, they're a lot of the favourite comic book storylines. Yes. Marvel comic book yeah. storylines have come out of X-Men and Fantastic Four. Um, and, you know, the X-Men movies, that's uh, been such a weird franchise over the years. There have been, like, some really high highs and some unbelievably low lows. There's not really just been a uh, X-Men film. I feel like it's either... Oh boy, that was good! It's, or, it's holy moly, yeah. that was real rough. It'll be interesting to see how they amalgamate them, integrate them integrate, into yeah. the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic Four, I think, um, are, are easier to integrate based on their backstory. I mean, it's just uh, that the, you know they're four scientists that have a very that, that are normal people, and then yeah. something happens to them, and they become the Fantastic Four. They they get their powers. Whereas the X Men, you know, they they're if not born with it, they develop their powers naturally. Yeah. And the whole shtick with the X-Men is, oh, they feel like outsiders because of their abilities. Yes. And in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, obviously, everyone loves superheroes. Yeah. Or, well, you know, not everyone, because actually some of the most interesting villains more mm. recently have been people that resent them for yeah. some reason. There's a whole film about 
not liking superheroes in Civil War. True, but I feel like they they sort of gone past that, and you've seen. Yeah, I mean they saved the world. Yeah, exactly, and you've only really had. My favourite thing, or one of my favourite things about the Spider-Man movies in the MCU has been the motivations of those villains. Yeah. Has been quite cool and interesting, uh, without going into spoilers. I mean, Far From Home is still out, I think, at the cinema. So only milking that cow as dry as they can milk it until they sort of have to go go it alone. But yeah, I'd be interested to see how they get X-Men in. I think it's difficult to sort of sell to people that, oh, all these also superpowered people are being rejected by society because they have superpowers even though everyone's been totally cool with yeah. like you, Spider-Man. Do you keep them separate do you reckon? Or do you reckon you integrate them? No I think they have to integrate them they right. can't have two Marvel Cinematic Universes. I mean they've sort of they, they've sort of uh, X-Men Cinematic Universe. They've talked about um, they, they, they've mentioned the idea of like multiverses and stuff I, I, again I don't want to spoil Spider-Man like the multiverse idea in the MCU is kind of are they bluffing are they not it's not been quite clear. Uh, it, it strikes me, based purely on the title of the not next Doctor Strange film, that that might be some way of explaining exactly whether yeah. multiverses are a thing. And it's the thing in the comics, right? Maybe the X-Men um, are from another universe, yeah. and, and they're being persecuted there, and they find their way. I, who knows? We're getting off on a bit of a tangent uh, here. The uh, Into the Spider-Verse, obviously that had a multiverse going on. I, at this point, I kind of want Sony... If with their Spider-Man universe, I kind of want them to go nuke. I want them to press the nuclear button, which to me is live-action Spider-Verse. So Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire team-up movie. That's what I want. And if it's a disaster, that's a great way to go oh, out. <laughs> I was thinking of that a different way, and going uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit style. Okay. So you have Tom Holland going into the animated movie. Yeah. That is also pretty good. I could get it. I could get behind or, that. Or they come out of the cartoons into the real world. Yeah, that would be so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, there was some talk, I believe, of uh, in the uh, Spider Verse film, Tobey Maguire playing the sort of overweight, disillusioned yes. Spider Man character, and then they they decided not to. So that's clearly an idea that they've that they've had. Pretty so oh. can we can we bring back like? Um, Spider-Man from that weird uh, one where he's set in like Japan or something. Oh, what, like the, the 70s. 70s TV series. That was um, Nicholas somebody played Spider-Man. I can't remember what his name was. I had it on like VHS yeah. back in the day when I my mum knew I was into Spider-Man because of the cartoon and the comics. That was so good. And she bought me that series on VHS thinking I'd love it and I was like, what is going on here? I, I just thought, <laughs> I, just, I loved it for how mad it was. It like, was pretty ridiculous. Bizarre. There was a, I remember a bit where he's like jumping across a load of boats. It's like the one scene that is always in my head is like you've never seen agility like this. <laughs> but he, he's not dressed like Spider Man either. So it's, like <laughs> it's the Spider Man. Anyway, so yes, you've got Iron Man coming next year, and it would make sense to me to tie it with this Marvel festival. But we'll have to see. Uh, and then they announced also a Frozen festival for next year yeah which will uh be coming in january through may so it's actually uh, well it, it overlaps a little bit with the marvel uh season yes i guess it's in the winter uh, makes sense it is that is true and they've got bigger plans for frozen at walt mm. disney studios a sort of for frozen the first time land. in forever indeed it's weird this could be sort of the biggest frozen presence at any of the parks right apart from was it hong kong they announced hong kong's getting it big time a frozen land at d23 yeah 
Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Frozen Two is probably going to be a pretty big. That deal. looks amazing. It looks good. So I'm also looks like the intro. The beginning is like, uh, is it Wind Waker? What do you mean? In in the Zelda game, Wind Waker, there's like a where he gets washed up on the beach or something. Oh right, I don't know. I've not played Wind Waker. Yeah, it's... I've only seen that. So I haven't played it. I just know. I think the game that's coming out next week is the one that starts with him washed up on a beach. Oh, is it? Maybe Wind Waker does as well. I mean, oh. I feel like every Zelda game starts in a kind of similar way. It's like, oh, Link, you've lost all your memories yeah. conveniently uh, and are in a sort of state of distress and have to refind yourself. Anyway, yeah. It's interesting with Frozen because it's it was such a massive hit but kind of caught everyone off guard a little bit. So it's interesting to see Disney kind of catching up a little bit in terms of how to take advantage of it at the theme parks. Yes. I remember in the in the sort of immediate wake of the film, they had that frozen summer festival at Hollywood Studios, mm. which kind of felt like a, oh boy, people love Frozen. We gotta we gotta, we do, gotta something do something with about that. this, yeah. And they kind of have, have done their best to kind of muddle through with you know, impromptu stage performances and adding them to parades and stuff. But in terms of rides and major attractions, besides the Epcot one, which was, you know, a re-theme, yeah. they haven't Good yet. ride, though. Like, yeah. They've done a good, very good job on that. Yeah. They get to really take full advantage of Frozen at the park. So It's, it's an odd one, it's I gonna, find. It's going to be getting on for, like... When did Frozen come out? Oh, that's what I'm thinking, like... 2013, maybe? Something We're getting on for... By the time... By the time Frozen has sort of a major, major presence at some of these international parks, it began on for 10 years. 2013. It gets almost six, six years old this Christmas. The Frozen 2 is coming out this year. Frozen right? 2 is so. coming out this year, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see if there's a Frozen, Frozen 3, mm. the Frozen Cinematic Universe. Mm. All the more recent Disney animations are going to combine. Frozen, this Tangled. One, this one should be called uh, Too Biggie. Cold, Too Frozen. Big <laughs> They should absolutely be using the Fast and Furious <laughs> naming conventions. Uh, yes, that would be good fun. Uh, what do you What do you reckon will come to the Frozen themed area when that opens? There's no opening date for that in the studios. Do you think it will have the same roller coaster as Hong Kong? That's probably a safe bet. Yeah, I would say based Makes on sense. Uh, how they like to reuse stuff because it's cheaper that way. Mm. Or you get more more benefit. Cost yeah. Benefit. Um, and a mountain is going to be kind of the set piece of the land, which is where like the, the coaster in Hong Kong is. Is that set around a mountain? Uh, yeah, partially, yeah. Because mm. um, you get dragged up the hill by Sven and Olaf. I think, and but it looks quite like from the artwork, it looks a bit like, I guess a bit like Epcot. Like Norway in Epcot. Right. To me. Um, it's got a similar, obviously, uh, Frozen is based off of uh, those Scandinavian countries anyway. Yeah, um, and Epcot has that sort of style because it's on the edge of the l- lake. Yeah, um, and has the start those style buildings. So it's probably obviously it looks similar. Um, I wonder if they'll do the food like they do in Epcot because some of the food in Norway is really nice. Yeah, you mentioned something, some sort of bun. Yeah, what was the bun that yeah. you had? It was like a school bread. School bread. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, like a sweet savoury bun. Yeah, what an oxymoron! It was like a it was like a a roll with icing on it. Oh, we're looking at school bread here. Oh, did it look like that at Epcot? Yeah, it looked kind of like that. Oh, okay. So it's like a looks more like a bread roll. Yeah. All right. Uh, the final festival they've announced for Paris for 2020. Lots of festivals. Lion King. Oh, the Lion King buff. and Jungle Festival. So and jungle. some Jungle Book, I guess, which yeah. reminds me of the really terribly 
Is this going to be live action or? Uh... There wasn't there a blacked up Mowgli in the parade at Paris. I'm pretty sure there was. Uh... It was. I remember feeling pretty uh, uncomfortable uh, when I, I the believe... Jungle Book float came by, and I was looking at Mowgli and thinking. I believe sure that's a our, white guy. Our, strong, our suspicion was that he was blacked up. Yes, I don't know yeah. if he actually was. We, I hope not. Well, yes, uh, I hope not. Also, but uh, don't hit us with any lawsuits, Disney. Yeah. It's an honest mistake if it is one, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see if that forms part of this festival. But Lion King <laughs> makes sense. Obviously, that remake has done gangbusters at yeah, the box office. I but I still think, think the... it's not done as well as. They anticipated. Oh, it's done over a billion, right? Yeah, but uh, they feel like um, what Lion King's eating into Toy Story, and Toy Story's eating into Lion King, and right. so they probably shouldn't. Have I mean, not- even Aladdin did over a billion, and that was the one pre-release people were looking at and thinking, "I don't know, man, that looks like someone's filmed a panto on their all, iPhone." All, all I know is I want Guy Ritchie to do a series of Doctor Who because. That's how I feel. Aladdin felt like a BBC drama to me. It did a little bit, um, and that just makes me want. Did you like it? Yeah, I, it was enjoyable. I thought uh, there was elements of it. So um, you saw it pretty recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, Prince Ali song. Yeah, I thought was too slow for Will Smith. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I think they that. need to uh, increase the tempo. Probably go faster than the original. Mm. Um, add a bit more, you know, rap. I guess. Um, I thought Will Smith was very good. Actually, I thought the song for the uh, I can't remember her name now. Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah, uh, I thought her song speechless. Was a bit random. It was a bit frozen. Yeah, I can understand why it was there to give us something to do other than being trapped in an hourglass. For it just the felt last a, half hour or a whatever. Bit but out of context. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit weird. It felt very musical to me. Mm. Like, let's just stop the plot. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly have a quick song. Is that all right? All these people like disappearing. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a bit it was a bit weird, but. Hey, they smashed a whole new world, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that's true. Which is really all they needed to do, yeah, quite frankly. Yeah. You 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 nail whole new world, and you're halfway there. I thought Jafar was very good as well. I actually quite liked Jafar. Yeah. I kind of liked how he wasn't a sort of blatant moustache twirling yeah, version yeah. of Jafar. There was a little bit more nuance to uh, him. Yeah, I thought, but I thought um, the dad was um, less jolly. Slightly darker himself. Yeah, I don't um, really remember much about the Sultan. They were they were sort of normal, both wearing the original. They're sort of polar opposites, either end of the spectrum. They're a bit more. Um, do you think they'll do uh, the director video sequels, uh, uh, live action, <laughs> straight to Disney Plus, <laughs> Return of Jafar and uh, Prince of Thieves? Oh, maybe yeah. they could. Maybe pretty good, right? Yeah, Disney Plus obviously uh, out at the moment in the Netherlands. Yeah, a free preview. we're not going to get it till next year because no. of all their con- all their existing contracts yeah. with Sky, Sky, goddamn Sky, damn Sky, and uh, Netflix has Disney stuff. I think the Sky contract is probably the most, yeah, probably the biggest one that they have here. Sky are pretty hot on their contracts. Disney of Sky have got a lot of Disney stuff. I mean, they've got channels, they've got on demand, mm. just about everything really. Disney, Dis- Disney could probably buy out the Netflix Sky. contract, but. It's probably, I, I genuinely wonder if it's part of the reason that Disney wanted to buy Sky to kind of bypass that whole issue as well. We want to put Disney Plus out in the UK because it's probably one of our biggest markets. Yeah. We need to uh, get it out, you know, we want to get it out as quickly as we can. I mean, if Buying was, Sky would be a pretty easy way of doing if that. If buying Sky would make the Sky Go and Sky Q apps better, then I'm all for it. Oh, couldn't possibly comment. 
Um, well, because Disney to bu- to build Disney Plus, mm. Disney went right. Who makes the best a- uh, app for streaming service? We'll just buy them, right? Because they made the WWE Network, uh, HBO Now, I think. Um, and they made one other, and then and the NHL, I think. I just as long as it doesn't auto play trailers. I'm good. That's all I really want from my streaming services. Mm. I don't understand that trend. I hate it. It's it's just a nightmare. Yeah. Not a fan. But uh, anyway, yeah, the Jungle Book and the Lion King Festival. Summer 2020. Uh, I, I'd assume that the, jung- the, the Lion King stuff will be uh, inspired by the original, the animation. Yeah. You know, those are the more mm. distinctive, lively versions of those characters. I don't know exactly know what form this is going to take. By the way, I mean there have been rumours of a Lion King attraction coming to Animal Kingdom. Do do you do? Uh, I want a sort of trackless ride where you go through different scenes. You go through the stampede. Uh, oh, that'd be a bit harrowing. Uh, and then you go through uh, the Hakuna Matata scene. Yeah. Uh, and then you end up. I think you could get away with just, end up at uh, Pride Rock. You just want to. You could probably just get away with Hakuna Matata, to be honest. Yeah, but or sort of. I just want a bit more action. Yeah, or I just can't wait to be king. That's a pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty a good, good set one. piece song yeah. in in the uh, animated film. Only if we get Mr. Bean though. Yes, it's true. Must have been. Must have been. Anyway, so that's the lineup for Paris uh, for the next year in terms of their festivals and yeah. a sort of tease. I mean, almost all the festivals kind of uh, are precursors to lands and other attractions that they've got in the pipeline. It's going to be a, a big few years for Walt Disney Studios Park. There is a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot of land there. There is. We um, were looking at the map beforehand, yes. and I mean, there's a lot of Disney World. There's a lot of unused land. Yeah. They haven't got a massive car park, which helps. I mean, one wonders whether or not they will need a bigger car park mm. uh, because presumably all this new stuff is going to drive attendances, and the car park's not huge, and it covers two parks and the sort of resorty bit. Mm. So, uh, yeah. The, I do like the fact that they've got travel from the car park, though. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's quite a long walk, actually, yeah. from the car park to the uh, sort of downtown area yeah. and, and the two parks. Which which does come with its own problems. Obviously, Disney World is in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, Par- uh, Disneyland Paris is right next to Paris. So, yeah. you get homeless people and that sort of stuff, which is kind of takes you out of it. Yeah. And you get uh, looky, looky men. You do. Selling their tiny Eiffel Towers. Yes. We. Cheapest merch you can get at Disney. Yes. Uh, is the, the moon selling their little Eiffel Towers. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, that's Paris. Uh, we're going to jump on over to Florida now. Two big bits of news about roller coasters that I'm pretty hyped about, Josh. First, Iron Guazi. We have a name. Iron Guazi. Uh, for the... Uh, uh, the the refresh of Guazi, presumably yeah. going up directly against the Iron Man ride. I've heard oh, so much about. Uh, so this is a sort of hybrid coaster. Well, it is a hybrid coaster. It's kind of like a steel track, uh, a really vivid purple steel track that's kind of been built within the framework to an extent of the original wooden coaster. Yeah, our, shut uh, a few years ago. RMC, the Rocky Mountain Construction Company, um, well known for these hybrid woody steel coasters. Yeah. Um, they've done quite a few in the in the US. Yeah. Um, of these like conversions. And, and some of the records that they're citing uh, are crazy. So it's going to be the tallest 
roller coaster in North America, the fastest in the world in terms of hybrid coasters, and the steepest hybrid coaster in the world as well. So that's tallest hybrid coaster in America, fastest and steepest hybrid coaster in the world, spring 2020. It's 206 feet tall, which makes it the tallest roller coaster at the park. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like six feet higher than Shikra. The only yeah. thing that's going to top it is the uh, Falcon's Fury drop tower. Yeah. Which is real high. Jesus. 206 feet is uh, higher than Shikra's sister roller coaster at Busch Gardens Williamsburg as well. Uh, what was that called again? Uh, Griffin. Griffin, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's got a 91 degree drop. It's a pass vertical. 76 miles per hour. <laughs> this sounds awesome. It does. Quasi is uh, one of my favourite roller coasters of all time. It was kind of the first of the big ones at Bush that I ever did. Yeah, this is like your uh, becoming a man moment. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and um, I, I, I stuck with it even in its later years where it was frankly unpleasant. Because yeah. it was so rackety, you came off with a real bad neck headache. It was a it was a rough time, but I kept doing it until it closed, and and I still liked it. It it, it was thrilling in its own way, like the the racketiness of it kind of added to its intensity. But it did need something doing to it, and this looks awesome. I, I think this is a great way of updating it, updating an existing ride. They've maintained some of its legacy. But they've, you know, brought it up to modern standards. And as we say, some of the, the records and the numbers are crazy. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, the advert. It's oh, my God. So 90s. So 90s. It's, it's great. It's really great. Yeah, they, Terrible they, jump cuts with an alligator that's rolling around. Yeah. So there's an alligator that's also part of the, the logo. Yeah. Because before, of course, it was lion and tiger. Yeah. It looks it like was... they've made the uh, front of the coaster into a alligator yeah it looks good and it doesn't seem like this is any longer a a double coaster it's just the one yes so uh, i mean the lion and the tiger barely ran at the same time anyway in its later years quite often only one was running they certainly didn't run at the same time no Uh, so what about the bears oh my uh, I don't know about any bears, oh my. No, maybe, maybe that's what they should have done. They should yeah. have just added an extra track, kept the lions and tigers and renamed it to lions, tigers and bears, oh, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> that's why we are not in the theme park industry. Uh, uh, well. All we do is share our bad opinions about it. But anyway, yeah, I think Iron Gwazi looks awesome. And it's opening in the spring. So I've got my fingers crossed it might be open by the time I go back. Where are you going? Sort of April, May. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. You might get previews. Yeah, uh, could do. Bush Bush is known for previews. But we weren't too far off uh, Tigris or Tigris. Yeah. This year, so yeah, Bush have been busy. There's some very busy, big yeah. new roller coasters that come in there. I mean, Cheetah Hunt is now seven years old. I think that might have been 2012. I uh, think Cheetah Hunt's great. That's one of my favourite coasters, and that's I'm, held up really well. I haven't been to Bush since 2008. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's there's some new stuff there. There's a lot of been. new stuff, yeah. And Iron Gwazi looks awesome, so I'm I'm very excited by that. And then Sea World, Sea World. So I think we talked some time ago. Uh, some patents, some filings came out, emerged. Yeah. That suggested they were working on something, a roller coaster for 2020. There was then talk that they were going to be announcing something a few weeks ago, and then it got pushed. Uh, and now they have announced it. So it's called Icebreaker. It's coming in 2020. It's pitched as a new and unique launch coaster experience being built by Premier Ride. I have a quadruple launch, uh, some backwards, some forwards, 
as soon as the train leaves the station, so kind of Hulk-esque in that. Yeah, a 93-foot beyond vertical 100-degree spike track. Yeah, that sounds mad. It goes 52 miles per hour up and over a hill. High-speed twists a camelback hill before coming back to the station. We've spoken a lot about how SeaWorld really needs to just commit to rides at this point, really, because obviously they've committed now to the whale breeding program coming to an end. Yeah. So eventually that won't be a part of the park. Um, you know, they might well end up scaling back on other animal attractions and exhibits as well. I would imagine so. Um, yeah. It's certainly after the, obviously the, the blackfish oh, yes. issue, it's, you know, they, they have to. It's for their uh, image, mm. they, they're going to have to replace most of that stuff, I'd imagine. Yeah. And the recent additions to the park in terms of rides have been excellent. I mean, over the last 10 years, you've had Manta, which is amazing. You've had Mako, which is pretty cool. Uh, you've got Infinity Falls, which looks good. Uh, Rise of the Penguin isn't, you know, it's not great. It's 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 pretty cheap thrills. I yeah. mean, it comes with a really good penguin encounter at the end. But, uh, the, the, you know, they, they've, they've, they've done what they can. I mean, the Sesame Street land that opened recently yeah. is meant to be legitimately great. And they're so, trying new things as well, like the, the Kraken Unleashed VR. Yeah. They tried which, that out. Um, it wasn't working so well, and, they, and they've removed it since. Mm. But Journey to Atlantis needs some work, I have to say. I mean, that that that's kind of a tragedy to look at at the moment. They've kind of stripped out. Yeah. When I did it in in March, they'd stripped out all the storytelling, all the voiceover. You're just going through these kind of dark, boring sets with no real explanation that's as to true. what it's about, and then you you know you're just going, you're just waiting for the ride portion, really. Yeah. So they that's could a really do... cool concept as well at the time when it first. Yeah. Unveiled. Have you seen the other versions of Journey to Atlantis at other SeaWorld parks? They're so weird. Like, there's one that's I've seen basically one at San Diego. I've seen there's San one Diego that's one. basically the same track as Orlando. Yeah, but it's all outside and there's no theming at all. It, it looks like an unfinished roller coaster tycoon project. It's <laughs> it's really bizarre. I'm, I'm going to build this amazing ride and put a load of theming around it, and then, and then like, they ah. just they just couldn't be asked. So it's just the the it's just the naked track. It's really weird. Uh, so, that one. so yeah, it's worth looking at. It's bizarre, but yeah, that's Icebreaker. There's no um, sort of specific uh, uh, opening window for this. It's just 2020. Yeah, at the moment. so I'd imagine late 2020. Yeah, yeah, sort of maybe late summer. Maybe the yeah. aim for that, but maybe it's cool. The only other question I have is whereabouts in the park it might be. Yeah, well, um, next to the frozen tundra, based on these uh, concept art. Yes, exactly. There is obviously it, it snows heavily quite often in SeaWorld, very mm. isolated snowstorms yes. that it often suffers from. But I mean, there's there's two kind of Arctic themed areas in SeaWorld. You've got the weather, the, the classic wild Arctic ride is still there. Uh, this is the snowman over and out. So um, bad. And then you've got Antarctica, uh, Legend of the Penguin, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I don't think it could really go. There's no way around there that I could think of that it could go. Really. I mean, they've got that big, you know, uh, they've got several bodies of water where some of the rides go out onto Kraken and Mako both do. So maybe something, yeah, I'd imagine something uh, like that could work again sort for this. Of the, the, the rear part of this coaster will be over the lakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm excited. Like, like I just rattled off, I think the recent... Uh, additions to SeaWorld in terms of rides and certainly roller coasters uh, been of a pretty high standard yeah. so I, I, think I they, trust yeah. that this will be good 
they definitely need to find something new for themselves to mm. stand out from Disney and Universal. Yeah. Because you're never going to be able to theme as well as Disney and Universal. No. So you've almost got to build better roller coasters. Yeah. And the advantage, I mean, the advantage in a way of not, not theming your rides as heavily is that the turnaround should be quicker. I mean, yeah. from announcement to opening, this is probably going to be about a year, if that, yeah. which is you know quite a quick turnaround. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to go to Florida just to do these. They're always going to be for tourists, kind of supplementary parks, yeah. I would imagine. But they're very popular with locals, especially Bush Gardens, which is you know in a university area. So, I mean, I, I've never seen Bush Gardens as busy as a couple of times I was there in the spring, which obviously coincided with spring break, and that would have had a big of course, part yeah. of it. But yeah, I think they're both popular with locals, and they will they will stay that way as long as they keep adding cool rides. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to to both Iron Gwazi and Icebreaker. Yeah, same. I think that's going to do it, Josh. Yeah, that's our news for this week. Wow. Uh, some exciting stuff. Wow, I would say uh, for Paris oh, and for Florida. Have you seen the all of the track for the Jurassic Park roller coaster is sitting on the land at uh, Epic Universe at the moment? I have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one would assume that an announcement can't be that far away. Do you think we'll get an announcement, an official announcement before the end of the year of what they're doing? Um, I don't think they announce it until they are like already part built. Right. I reckon next year. I reckon January. You think they'll wait till next year? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, they they have. I'd like to be pleasantly surprised and have it this year, but yeah. I mean, they they they've had Hagrid this year. They've announced Epic Universe, so they might feel like they've had their fill of big yeah. announcements and yeah, they, maybe you're they right. left Hagrid's official announcement till fairly late right I want to say they announced they were doing a new ride right like maybe last year yeah but obviously sort of solid details didn't come until pretty close to opening in mm. the end so I could maybe see them announcing it actually in the next few months and then pushing maybe I mean if it's 2020 I don't even know what I, I think there's been suggestions it could be 2021. It kind of depends. How 2021 they, seems quite a long way away. They do it, yeah. But we'll wait and see. Yeah. We'll wait and see. That's going to do it for this week. As I said, if you want to email us, as I mentioned earlier, you can do so. Podcast at parkrush.com. We're on the Instagram at parkrush podcast. Sure. Are. And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on, in all the usual places if you haven't already. And you can find every episode at parkrush.com thanks very much for listening Uh, we'll catch you next week until then take it easy goodbye goodbye